Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another week of Women to Watch. My name is Susan Rocco, and I'm here at WFYL 1180 every week uh, with the privilege of sitting down with women from all over the Philadelphia area, uh, in some cases across the country, to share their stories and uh, some of their tips for uh, running a business. If you're listening, I would love to talk to you if you have any interest in coming on the show. And you can reach me at 215-313-5561. Or you can send me an email to srocco233 at gmail. Today, we're going to have, today's going to be a great show. Um, We have a woman in the studio who is doing some uh, really unique things that have never been done before for women. And with me today is Patricia Nelson, and she is founder of the Wise Woman Workshop, as well as vice president of insurance at the Scharf Group. Thanks so much for coming in today, Patty. Oh, thanks for having me, Susan. It's great to be here. Um, I'm really excited for today's show because um, I I think the information you're going to share with our listeners is going to be extremely valuable, especially for women who are looking to start a new business. Um, But before we get into all of your great services and uh, the Wise Woman Workshop, which we're going to talk about a lot in the second half, I'd like to find out a little bit about you and your background and and, uh, where you grew up and all that good stuff. So tell us a little bit. Tell me where you grew up, first of all. Okay. Well, uh, I grew up in a town in South Jersey called Waterford, if you're familiar with the Echo Raceway, Echo's in Waterford Township. And uh, I lived there for, you know, just over 30 years. I bought the house next door to my parents. I got married. I had two boys, uh, ended up divorced. And then I moved to Bucks County, Pennsylvania, a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, during the course of the last 17 years, I've been in the financial services industry. Uh, Primarily, I was a wholesaler and I worked with independent financial agents in excess of about a thousand across the country for the last 10 years. So um, about three years ago, when I met my second husband and moved up to Southampton, that's when I sat down and really uh, created the Wise Woman Workshop. And the purpose uh, that I ended up in the industry was uh, just before I graduated high school, uh, my grandfather passed away. And my grandmom and grandfather, they uh, lived in southwest Philly. My grandfather retired from GE after 35 years of service. And uh, when my grandfather died, it was, you know, it was really sudden and it was a shock to the family. And uh, a couple weeks after he died, my grandmother was reduced uh, to one social security benefit because you only keep the higher of the two. And then she ended up calling the pension company to find out where her pension check was. And it was that day that she found out that my grandfather did not leave her a spousal benefit. Since he was already dead, she couldn't dig him up and kill him again. And <laughs> at that moment, she had lost 70% of her income and, you know, became poverty stricken. So uh, it was at that moment that I, I began to realize that it was financial uh, literacy uh, that was the lack uh, on my grandfather's part, not understanding. And, uh, you know, I wanted to spend my life uh, commemorating my grandmother who died in 2008 and be able to uh, help all women become uh, secure in their financial independence so that we don't hear more stories like, like that today. You know, talk to me a little bit about when, when this happened, you were 11, correct? Yes. 11 years old. And I yes. find it fascinating that at 11 years old, you were really paying attention to that, what was going on with your grandparents and your grandmother, and that something, you know, resonated with you then and, um, you know, put you on that course. I think because I spent so much time with my grandmother and uh, just seeing how independent she was, and then after the death of my grandfather, uh, how tragic that was for her, not only to lose her partner, but to lose her financial independence and it was really sad to just see her work and uh you know she worked nights I remember a lot of times she uh cleaned the airport back when it was TWA and we used to go in at 10 o'clock at night till six o'clock in the morning and we used to clean all the terminals and you know so I think it it just 
was really uh, such a monumental thing in my life because I was so close to her and I, I watched her struggle. You, you saw her life change. Absolutely. And, you know, my parents are still married 38 years. And, you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom until we were in school. And, you know, my parents were, uh, you know, they were good with finances and fiscally responsible. Uh, but it just really, um, I just, I think it just grabbed hold of me because I was just so independent. And I knew that I never wanted to end up in that situation. And I remember my grandmother telling me, you know, a husband is not a financial plan. You need to plan for yourself. Yeah. I wondered if you, if she spoke to you and said, um, look, I was kind of in the dark and I really didn't know what was going on. I, you know, my husband took care of me and I went my, you know, about my day to day. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a problem in today's world. Um, when you're married, if you are not the one who pays the bills and, you know, balances the checkbook, uh, a lot of times you have no idea what's happening with the money and women need to, to know. It's not just that it happened years ago, way back when. Yeah. And a lot of times when I was working, like I said, uh, with agents across the country and, you know, they would be working with the husband and uh, the wife would not be involved in the planning process. And a lot of times it would frustrate me because I knew that what they were doing wasn't definitely going to be in the best interest of the spouse. I mean, today of men and women uh, the same age, a couple age 65, uh, the woman's going to outlive the husband by at least 15 years. Right. And women age 80 today, you know, 80% of them are females. And, you know, nursing home population is 80% female. So we're the ones that are living longer. But because of so many different problems uh, that we're faced with, with the pay gap and, um, you know, longer lifespans, it's really created a problem for females. Talk to me about your your college years. So, you know, this happened to you at 11 that you kind of had an inkling about what you wanted to do when you grew up. And um, when you went to college, talk about those years and, and what you studied if you stayed focused on on the financial field. Uh, actually, interestingly enough, I uh, left high school and I started right in the financial services industry. Uh, so I didn't end up going to college. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't something promoted with females in my family. So uh, I got a job at a bank. And then from there, I ended up uh, working with Northwestern Mutual uh, on an admin basis. And then over the last 17 years, just continued to grow and evolve. So, uh, you know, where I am today, it has a lot to do with uh, my tenacity, my independence, being a single mom on my own with with two boys and, you know, having to face a lot of these challenges early on. So uh, I'm thankful. Um, but, you know, my seven year old and 14 year old have really uh they've given me a new perspective on on life and being able to to take care of yourself and others. Right. That's um that's a great thing that you did all that, you know, without the jump start of a college degree. And I'm wondering if there was somebody in your life that helped you to do that. Is there somebody that helped you launch the business? Yes, I would have to say, you know, I've had a lot of people through the years take me under their wing. Um, but I would have to say my husband, Ron Nelson, I'm, he gave me the opportunity uh, when we got married uh, to start the Wise Woman Workshop to o- open up and invest my time over the last couple of years and uh, really be able to give back to the community. So he has uh, he has invested a lot of, of time and money. And today we're, we're where we want to be. In the last six months, I've uh, lectured and provided workshops for over 200 women. And it's just a, a really great feeling to, to be able to know that I can make a difference in somebody's life. And, and then they share the story. Right, right. Tell me how you ended up with the Scharf Group. Uh, the partnership with the Scharf Group, uh, they're one of the largest uh, investment financial planning firms on the East Coast, and uh, they really didn't have a focus on insurance. And my background has wholly uh, been insurance for the last 17 years. It's like Winston Churchill said, if he can write insure across the top of every cottage, he would, because he believes the need to plan on such a small level uh, can create us from smashing to pieces in the event of an unexpected life event. So it's really been a, a great partnership. 
because we can do a full service uh, planning for, for somebody when they want to sit down. And it, it creates the, uh, the widespread because he is in Ardmore. Uh, their office is right off of Lancaster Avenue in Montgomery County. And my office is right in Southampton on 2nd Street Pike in Bucks County. So it really helps us to reach uh, a lot more women and, you know, really be able to spread the word. Right. You know, sometimes I think we should... Um We've talked about this before on some other shows that we should probably start teaching, you know, not just women now later in life about money, but children early on um, in their school curriculum. I think it probably would be a great thing at a young age to start teaching them about money, obviously at a very simple level, uh, even in kindergarten, you know, they're counting and um, and then as they get older, each each grade about budgeting and 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 investing and what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, William Tennant High School, which is in Centennial School District, I just read a great article that they had a financial literacy uh, workshop for their seniors, and I thought that that was really great. And I know that some states, it's becoming more popular to mandate it as, you know, just as just like a sewing class or a cooking class in high school. And uh, I was just recently in Washington at a, uh, a women's symposium and uh, talking about the retirement crisis. And I think a lot of the uh, things that you're going to see come from uh, the Republicans and the Democrats working together. I think one of the things that they're also going to work on is creating financial literacy programs for children. And, you know, at my workshop, I encourage attendees from the age of 20 to 70 because I believe that the sooner uh, a woman can begin to understand the planning process, she can be a partner with her husband or be independent on her own. But either way, she's going to be okay. Right. So the sooner the better, but then it's never too late. Absolutely it's not. It's never too late. Um, what? T- tell me a little bit about um, the things that you enjoy the most about your job. Um, you're an incredibly busy lady and you're juggling a lot of things. And I always like to know what are the things when you get up every day that you're looking forward to doing? And then what are some of the struggles that you find? Uh, the things that I look forward to doing is, uh, meeting really successful, independent women, uh, like yourself each day. And, uh, you know, through my workshops, I mean, you know, I'll have five to eight women, uh, that come in as strangers and often leave as friends. And, you know, I've had women in my workshop cry and I've had women in my workshops laugh hysterically, uh, because it is a very emotional, um, you know, uh, topic for for most women. And I think that that also creates uh, my biggest struggle is uh, because of my empathy and my sympathy for the women that I meet. Uh, I wish I could take them all home and and make it all better, especially the widows, because, uh, you know, when you lose your husband, uh, that's that's a really tragic situation. But then when you lose your husband and you have to learn a whole new aspect of your finances and, and what it means to be independent, uh, it can really be overwhelming. It, it's extremely stressful. Um, and I, I've attended one of the workshops, and I will tell you, it's such a nice, relaxed atmosphere, um, not intimidating in any way. Sometimes talking about finances can be. I, I'm not surprised that women, um, you know, kind of feel safe to really open up there. Yeah, I try and make it a forum where you can ask questions and receive answers. And my biggest philosophy has always been the KISS philosophy, keep it simple, stupid. So I try <laughs> I <like> and... <laughs> You know, I try and provide it in very basic terms, and all of the material is uh, very generic. A lot of it is put out from the states or different nonprofit organizations uh, that want to educate consumers because I think it's really important to provide consumer-friendly material uh, to all women and attendees of the workshops. Right. And, and you know, um, you just happen to be doing this with women because you were so inspired by, you know, your grandmother and her story. But certainly it's something that every everybody needs to know. I'm sure there's 
couples and relationships where the woman is the financier and the husband really has no idea what's happening with the money. I I absolutely have uh, come across multiple different scenarios. Uh, interestingly enough, I, I have had men come to my workshop because I don't discriminate. Uh, it's in general, but a lot of the uh, statistics that I teach on are really geared towards women. Even though the uh, the United States right now as a whole is in a retirement crisis of uh, being in a retirement debt of six trillion dollars in income. Uh, so for retirement, uh, you know, the boomers are lacking six trillion dollars. So it, it is an issue of both men and women. And I think, uh, you know, just last week I had a workshop in Ardmore and I found out that uh, I ended up having two attendees that were Temple, uh, two guys from Temple senior years getting ready to graduate, uh, needed to go to a professional workshop. So they chose mine. Oh, that's great. And How did they find out about it? Uh, their uh, professor at Temple gave them a list of uh, suitable workshops that they could go to. And unbeknownst to me, my workshop was on the list. And one of the guys, uh, you know, his his girlfriend came with him. And and it was really, really great, uh, you know, because my attendees that night ranged from 65 to 22. That's awesome. And it worked. It worked well. I mean, everybody was comfortable. Uh, everybody left it with perceived value and education and uh you know, the, the workshop is free. Uh, the information is priceless. The only cost is your time. I think you're going to uh, eventually have to do couples workshops. Have uh, you I, talked about that? Uh, we have. And uh, I'd like to start to maybe on the quarterly basis, uh, one or two Saturdays a month, do couples workshops, uh, have them last a little bit longer. But the free workshop that uh, the workbook that I provide at the workshop, I'd like to do a couples workshop where we sit down and we actually go through the workbook together. That can be a tricky, uh, I'm picturing the couples in the, <laughs> the back and forth. Well, that's your fault. Well, no, that's your fault. Well, one of the things we do not disclose or, or really talk about is credit card debt. So they wouldn't need to disclose any. That's good. They would just me maybe need to provide a net number of monthly payments on the budget worksheet. But that right. would be about it. No right. uh, calling anybody out on the carpet. That's good. That's good. That would keep them away, I'm sure. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. So um, now let's talk about those are all great things. And I know from speaking with you how... Um, how happy you are to be to do what you're doing and, and helping so many people. What are some of the struggles that you face as a business owner every day? Um, uh, I, I'd say sometimes more more month than money, uh, but I think everybody can can relate to that. Uh, I think being a business owner, um, long hours, you know, sometimes because I, I have kids and sometimes my days mostly start at 5 a.m. and uh, sometimes I'm at the office till seven, eight o'clock at night, weekends, um, you know, but with my, with my opportunity to be able to go to all my kids' sports and, and things like that, there is the flexibility, which is the upside. Right. Uh, I don't miss a football game or a wrestling match. So it, it, but it's important to me to be flexible because most of the people I work with are working during the day. Right, right. So, you know, I am available most evenings and weekends. So it, the flexibility is, is fantastic when you're running, you know, your own business. Um, but again, you never leave it. You know, you're, you're thinking about it morning, noon and night. Yes. And, you know, I'd say for me, it's a, it's become a way of life. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the women that I work with. I just enjoy the, the constant hustle and bustle and the opportunity to just continue to enhance my education. And, you know, we should mention that the workshops, um, you will go to them. In other words, uh, everyone doesn't have to travel to your um, office site for the workshops. No, that's that's correct. I will go on site to businesses or even nonprofit organizations and do groups. But I've also had women uh, say, you know, how about I get some wine and cheese or coffee and Danish and invite a few of my girlfriends over and you just sit in my living room and do this. And I find that that's really been... Um, kind of a way to have a get together and but also bring value and uh the people usually tend to come because they're not going to be pressured to buy anything i'm right. not going to sell them <laughs> candles or a handbag it's a different um, kind of home show it, it absolutely is and i think that even in those scenarios women are more comfortable talking about particular details among friends 
And but it's generational too. I mean, I've had mothers, grandmothers, and daughters right. all sitting in the same room and listening to each other's challenges. And I think that you know that's great as well. You know, I, I I'm definitely going to do that. Actually, I love the idea of the mother daughter uh, workshop. Um, where we're learning as mothers, but we're also letting our daughters see at an early age, you know, that they really need to be thinking about their future when it comes to money and not just where the next party is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we've really gotten away from uh, leaving college and purchasing uh, insurances. Now we're purchasing credit card payments. And I think that we have to get back to the mindset of paying ourselves first and that we are as important, if not more important than the creditors that we're paying each month. We need to show ourselves respect with our money. Right, exactly. Um, you know, we're going to take a break for our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to get into more of the actual services that you provide and, and some of the great tips that you have for our listeners. Okay, great. News Talk 1180 WFYL, streaming live at 1180WFYL.com. Are you a wise woman? If so, attend a free Wise Woman Workshop, focusing exclusively on the financial challenges women of all ages face today. Today is the day to secure your financial independence. The workshop is free. The information is priceless. The only cost to you is your time. So register today at www.wisewomenworkshop.com or call 267-699-9700. Again, that number is 267-699-9700. Mention Women to Watch and receive a free workbook. To find a workshop in your area, go to www.wisewomenworkshop.com. Wagmore Next Door is Skipback Animal Hospital's latest addition to help meet the needs of your pet. We're the only animal hospital in the Skipback and surrounding area now providing a doggy day camp and one-stop shopping for your pet's exercise and fun. Have you ever come home after a long day at work to find that your dog has eaten your favorite pair of underwear or socks, destroyed parts of your home, or shoplifted an entire chicken from the kitchen countertop? Leaving your dog home alone can be dangerous and life-threatening. Wagmore Next Door is fully supervised and operated by trained animal professionals. Here your dog will run and play with other dogs. Obedience training is also available and very popular. Your dog will go home tired, content, and happy. We have many packages to choose from to accommodate your work schedule, vacation schedule, and out-of-town schedule. For information, please call us at 610-584-6300, or you can visit our website, skipbackanimalhospital.com. You can also check out our Facebook page. We can't wait to see you. Is your online store cluttering your house and garage with your product? Does it require you to spend all your free time shipping packages, leaving you no time to work with new customers or develop new marketing initiatives? Now is the time to free up your space and time and let ABC Fulfillment provide you with cost-effective warehousing, order processing, and shipping for your products. Our 20,000-square-foot warehouse is conveniently located in Ambler, PA. ABC Fulfillment is a 100% woman-owned and operated business and has helped many small and mid-sized businesses solve their warehousing and order processing problems. We pride ourselves on our attention to detail as well as our excellent customer service. When you call us, you will always speak with someone who can help you solve your problem and not be asked to leave a message. Our personal touch and expertise separates us from the rest. Last year, we shipped over 150,000 packages for our customers including order processing and shipping for the Jill Steals and Deals segment of the Today Show, saving our customers both time and money. If you would like to spend more time finding new products to sell, reaching new customers, and marketing your products, 
Now is the time to call ABC Fulfillment. Please call 215-628-3154 and ask for Eileen or Lisa to help you get started. Get your skinny water today at Acme. Great taste, zero guilt. And see how delicious a zero-calorie enhanced with vitamins and electrolytes can be. Because taste matters, doesn't it? Try skinny water today at Acme. At Bluebell Physical Therapy, our goal is to get you back in the game, back to work, and back to your normal way of life. Our highly respected team provides preventative and rehabilitation services from everyday physical and occupational therapy to post-operative rehab of your knees, shoulders, or spine. Bluebell Physical Therapy focuses on achieving each patient's maximum level of recovery. Bluebell Physical Therapy, the treatment you need for the therapist you trust. Want your home to look great for company from out of town? Moving to a new place? or just want the satisfaction of a clean, healthy home? Whatever your reason, everybody needs to clean. So why not choose the line of cleaning tools that makes your task easier? Quickie is your one-stop cleaning solution with everything you need to get the job done right. Whether you're cleaning one room or the whole house, Quickie has the right tool for you. It doesn't matter if you prefer a more traditional mop and bucket, or if you'd like to save time with a new Quickie spray mop. Quickie has everything you need to get the job done. Founded in Philadelphia 60 years ago, Quickie's commitment to quality and value have helped it grow into the number one cleaning tool company in America. It's Quickie and it's clean. Look for Quickie products at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, ShopRite, and other fine retailers near you. From Willow Grove to Westchester, Pottstown to Philadelphia, it's News Talk 1180 WFYL. Hello, gang. We're back in the studio today with Patricia Nelson, who is founder of the Wise Woman Workshop and Vice President of Insurance at the Scharf Group. Um, we're going to take the, the next half of the show and really get into um, some of the information that Patty shares at her Wise Woman Workshops. It's really invaluable. And, you know, there's multiple challenges when it comes to managing money, Patty. And um, I wonder if we could take a few minutes to talk about each specific one. I think it'll be beneficial for the listeners. Um, so tell us about the money quiz. Inside the workbook, the first section, there is a money quiz that I encourage everybody to take. And uh, basically, the most important thing is to understand how you view money and what your values of money have been. And I think that when you take the quiz, it, it allows you to go through and find out what your personality type is, whether you're a hoarder, an avoider, a splurger. And uh, once you understand how you view money, then I think it's much easier for you to understand how to build your plan from how your feelings are about money. Uh, sometimes we need to be reconditioned because maybe the values that we have grown up with good, bad, or indifferent may not be the most suitable for, you know, the next 20, 30, or 50 years. Right. And it, it is almost like a personality test. I mean, I did that. And it's, um, I think a lot of people probably aren't aware of what category they fall into. And once they find out, they say, oh, yeah, this is you know, the way I spend, manage, save, do not save money. Yeah, my my husband thought I'd come back a splurger, but I actually came back a hoarder. <laughs> so it is, uh, it's, it's fun. Um, how about, let's talk simple budgeting. What kind of tips can you throw out there for just yeah, staying on budget? Budgeting is really, uh, <clears throat> that is the foundation of everything because people need to understand how much they spend. And uh, if you look at it cumulatively at the end of the year, how much you're spending on uh, Starbucks or cable, um, you know, it's going to give you an idea of how much money you're going to need 50 years down the line in retirement. But it's also going to give you ways to, uh, you know, maybe look at where you're spending your money to maybe cut some corners and, uh, you know, at least it kind of gives you a, a track to run on. Right. You have to have a starting point. It absolutely is a starting point. 
Um, how about I'm, you know, a mom of um, an 18 year old. So we're doing the whole congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are deep into, you know, looking at colleges, figuring out how we're going to pay for that. And um, I'm wondering what your tips are for for planning for education. Well, you know, even $50 today in uh, 15 or, or 20 years can really add up, but there are a lot of different tax advantages. And uh, in the workbook, I, I highlight some different things that you can look at, and uh, it gives you an idea of how to compound inflation and, you know, the cost of uh, goods and uh, prices that are going up related to college tuition. And so I think, you know, the most, the most important thing is to uh, look at the tax and advantages and benefits to college planning. In your workshops, do you get into um, the monies that are available to people out there, depending on, you know, where they fall? I do. There's, uh, you know, multiple financial aid uh, options that people can look at, as well as there's different ways that you can put away money. Uh, so when your children do go to college, that money won't be considered as an asset when you're trying to get different financial aids it's not looked at as income oh that's interesting yeah and that's really important because uh, when you go to apply for financial aid and loans and things like that the parents assets are, are usually looked at well that's it's ironic isn't it because we're talking about you know um, planning for the future and saving and, and building a nice nest egg and then when it comes to education if you have that then you're not eligible for any type of financial help that's right. That's why uh, it's good to sit down with somebody who can navigate you through those uh, different options. Right. Okay. How about um, retirement? That's a that's a big uh, area that retirement is important. Yes. I mean, re retirement. There is a, a retirement crisis right now. We have uh, ten thousand baby boomers retiring each day. And uh, I think people just need to understand how long retirement is, uh, what their retirement income options are, and to save as much as possible. And, uh, you know, there's a, a section in the workbook that really takes you through, uh, once you get that budgeting number and figure out how much you're, you're spending today, it's going to take you 50 years from now and uh, figure out how much you're going to need then. And, you know, whether it's Social Security or pensions or retirement accounts, it's going to be able to define a number that you're going to need and then, you know, we sit down and you can figure out a plan to get there or right. as close to there as possible. Right. And is that um, usually a number that um, stays, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Consistent. It's, yeah, consistent. It oh, will because, years. you know, generally when people retire, they, they know that they have fixed expenses, phone, cable, things like that. Uh, they try to, you know, be mortgage free and debt free. So, yeah, I mean, outside of a, a few little variables, that number is really going to remain consistent because you're setting your standard of living. Right. That's your right. standard of living. And, and most people want to maintain that in retirement, right. in the golden years. Right. And that should make you feel better when you're when you're planning. If you if you look at that number and, and you're not trying to anticipate it, you know, fluctuating. No, I mean, it really is about your lifestyle. If that number goes up dramatically, it, it's usually going to be because you've you've increased your income. And now, you know, that's a running path that you may want to stay on. Right, right. Um, okay, let's talk about long term care. Um, certainly, women in, in our age bracket, or a lot of us are dealing with, um, you know, um, parents that are needing care, and uh, we need to find a way to yeah, our generation is really, uh, you know, because of the advances in, you know, technology with computers and, and music over the last 15 years, medical technology is in the same place. And um, most women today are caregivers, whether they're caring for children or they're a part of the sandwich generation being uh, sandwiched between taking care of children and parents. And uh, for most women, that will average about a 13-year loss of income uh, out of the workforce, which ends up to be roughly about $659,000 over a lifetime. Uh, not to mention the cost of long-term care right now is uh, about $80,000 a year. 
the average nursing home stay is about three years, and 80% of nursing home residents are women. So, uh, you know, the unfortunate thing is that if you don't properly plan, especially for women, uh, that's something that can definitely uh, take a toll on your retirement income as well. Right. And not only that, health scares uh, can happen at any time. I mean, you can be planning and planning and then, you know, something happens someday and all of a sudden you're faced with having to pay for the cost of care. Yeah, interestingly enough, if a 30-year-old today and a 50-year-old today bought the same long-term care policy and both used it at age 80, the 50-year-old couple would have paid $15,000 more over 30 years of paying premiums than the 30-year-old couple paying 50 years of premiums. Wow. And it is based on health. So uh, it is medically underwritten, but I encourage, you know, even 30-year-olds, take a look at it. It's something that you're going to need down the line. It does grow with inflation, and it's one of those things that's uh, definitely a lot cheaper the younger you are. Right. Um, Let's talk about estate planning and um, wills. I mean, how the importance of that, you know, having a directive upon death and a will uh, really gives you the opportunity to to speak from the ground, as we say, um, you know, if you don't have a will, then the state is going to, you know, distribute it according to their laws, and how it's written. And, uh, you know, estate planning is really just figuring out where you want your things to go when you're not here to utilize them anymore. Uh, but it's also about protecting your estate because what you have in your estate is obviously going to support a long-term care need. It's going to support your retirement. So you need to make sure that that is protected, that your estate is protected. Right. Or it's going to support your children. Absolutely. And you would certainly rather support your children than be paid to taxes. Right. So, and, you know, there are ways that you can protect it so it goes to your family. It doesn't go to the government. And you teach all that, right? Absolutely. You teach all that. So um, just a few minutes ago, you talked about the three categories that people fall into. And I wonder if you could ex- explain each one of those, because for people listening today, that might be something that they can take away from, you know, the show today that will make them look at money a little bit different. Starting right away. Yeah, we have uh, the three different types are we have the splurger who is, uh, you know, we live in today. We don't think about tomorrow. Uh, we have the hoarder that really is just doesn't spend on anything. So they're never going to increase what they have or grow what they have because, you know, they're they're too busy hoarding it. And then we have the avoider, uh, you know, the uh, neck in the sand. And uh, a lot of times the avoider is probably the worst of most of the scenarios because, you know, fear is what causes people to avoid things. And, you know, fear can paralyze you. So it's really important that no matter where you fall within that line of planning, it's just like anything else. It's a little bit of education. And women have come a long way. In 2011, 52% of college graduates were women. We just saw in the election that, you know, so many women are, are now in office. So, you know, there's just one more area that we're lacking in, and, and that's financial education and financial literacy. Right. And, w- and once you're aware of that, you can try every day to be a little bit better in that in that area. If you're 100%, you know, the uh, the hoarder, for example, you can try just being aware of that to to um, you know go about your spending a little bit different in the other category. Yeah, and you know I've had a lot of uh, different attendees at my workshop, ranging from the novice all the way to the person who has been completely involved in in their financial planning with their advisor. And I'd say that everybody leaves with something. So, uh, you know, I'd like to say that it is very general in nature and and that anybody, no matter what level uh, of planning or education or financial literacy you have, you're still uh, coming to gain and you and you will leave with uh, with some tips and tricks. Can you do you have any personal stories that you can share with us? Someone who has uh, been through your workshop and really turned it around that you saw them go from one place to to a better place. I have. And, you know, I would actually say that uh, it it was a widow that I worked with and uh, her husband had passed away. 
And she just had everything completely unorganized, didn't understand her budget. Uh, and, you know, she was left financially set. I mean, she was financially taken care of. How old was she? Uh, she was 64. Okay. So, but, she, you know, she didn't have any long-term care insurance. Uh, she had been paying so much money on her car insurance and homeowner's insurance. I, I showed her some ways to save there. Uh, she was spending, you know, upwards of $500 a month on prescriptions. I gave her some tips and that knocked it down to her co-pays were now $35 a month. Um, and, and it's really just about the little tips and tricks because everybody's situation is different. Right. And so, uh, you know, by the time we were done after the workshop, uh, we engaged both of our children, adult children. They knew, you know, what their mother's income was, what kind of insurance benefits they had. She had, they had my contact information. There was going to be death benefits for each of the kids. And they really said that, you know, they felt like I was able to come in and make sense of a really difficult time. Yeah, that's so, a great thing. Yeah. And, and I bet that gave her a newfound sense of confidence. It did. You know, it, she's managing her own life. It, it really did. I think it made her much more comfortable and not feel like so overwhelmed. So when you're overwhelmed and grieving, mm -hmm. it's very, very yes, difficult. Yes. So that's a great thing. Um, let's, I understand you, um, attended a symposium in Washington and I would love to hear all about your experience there. I did. Thanks for asking. Uh, the women's women.org holds an annual symposium, uh, right across the street from the constitution, uh, center each year. And, uh, this year I had the opportunity to be invited and there was a lot of lawmakers and senators and chairmen and insurance companies and, you know, financial services roundtables and nonprofit organizations. And, you know, they were all just really trying to come together and figure out as, as a, a community of men and women how we can help women, uh, how we can help with the, the pay equality how we can help with retirement planning, uh, coming up with a universal retirement plan uh, that I think that you're going to hear more about in uh, the coming months. And uh, I think that they understand that there is a crisis. And I think the government is really going to try and set up uh, a retirement plan that will give everybody access to uh, men, women, uh, college kids. And I think that the government is aware of the challenges that women face, and I think they're very serious. Uh, there's an army of people out there fighting for women and our benefits and our equality, and I think that we're going to see some serious change. That's great. And how did you come? Were you invited to the symposium? How did that come about? I was. I was invited to the symposium. Uh, Wiser is a nonprofit organization that is uh, in Washington, and you know they have a lot of great information for women, and they invited me uh they're aware of the workshop and you know they've just want to be able to support me and give me uh as many of the tools as i can because you know I'm, I'm a candle in my community of education and the more people that i can educate uh the better off we're going to be as as a community right and can you share some of the ideas that were kind of thrown out during the symposium yeah whether they're going to be you know I, taking I, place or not i think uh one of the the biggest opportunities is uh you know when women aren't working our only opportunity to save for retirement is through an individual ira which has a cap of about five thousand dollars a year and a 401k if you have an employer gives you a cap of fifteen thousand dollars a year so i think they're going to look to to make that equal meaning uh, given individuals uh, that aren't working an opportunity to save more for the retirement. And also, there's a lot of talk about a uh, the USA Retirement Fund. It's a uh, universal, secure, adaptable uh, retirement fund that'll be uh, privately held, but it will be offered to, to everybody as a way to uh, save money for retirement and couple that with a uh, saver's credit for retirement retirement. And I think that um, the government is really looking to give benefit to people that want to save for retirement. And, and I see that a lot of things like that are going to be uh, playing out during probably after they figure out the fiscal cliff. Uh, that, <laughs> we won't you know, get into that. Yeah, today. <laughs> right after the fiscal cliff, then we're really going to you're going to hear more about the retirement mountain. Okay. Uh, because it really is, uh, it, it's a mountain. And, you know, uh, when 
Social Security came out. Uh, the year to collect was age 65, but your life expectancy was age 67. Right. Well, now it's age 67, but your life expectancy is 85, 90, 95. Right. A- an interesting stat that I just found that most people that have turned 30 this year, uh, over 50% will live to see their 100th birthday. And the first person to live to age 150 has already been born. Wow. So that's amazing. Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, working for, you know, 30 or 40 years before retirement, well, guess what? Our retirement is lasting just as long, you know, 30 and 40 years in retirement. Uh, They just did a a huge poll that I found out in Washington um, that 61% of people are more afraid of running out of money than they are of death. Interesting. Yeah. So. Well, I, I promised my son a long time ago that I'd live to 100. I'm not sure why I did that. But <laughs> <laughs> so I better oh, start saving. Oh, as great as you look, you'll live to be. <laughs> you'll definitely live to be 100. Thank you, Patty. Um, I can't say enough about how uh, what a great thing it is I think you're doing. Number one, it's just really great information that's important. Um, it's relevant, and we need to be thinking about it. But secondly, it's free. The workshops are free, and you're giving such invaluable um, information. I really am thrilled that you're in here today, you know, sharing this with everybody. Well, I am honored uh, that you invited me in, and, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, I can call on one to touch many. You know, I I just want to be able to touch as many women as I can and be able to educate them and... uh, Give back to the community. Yeah, you're well on your way. Um, I wonder if you can, a lot about this show um, for us and the listeners is about women doing, you know, um, owning their own businesses. And I always like to ask for um, some advice from my guests for our listeners about a couple of things. Number one, um, how you got that confidence to get out there and do what you're doing. Um, a lot of women have ideas and thoughts about things and, and they just can't take that first step. They don't have that belief that um, what they're going to offer is valuable. And where did that confidence come from you? I think having my own needs uh, gave me the confidence that if, if I needed the information, other people needed the information. But I think the confidence really came from, you know, people continuing to tell me, you need to tell other people, you need to make this bigger and better and, and brighter. And, uh, you know, it, it just has been an amazing opportunity, especially to be an entrepreneur and start a business. But I think that all ideas are good ideas. And the biggest way to promote an idea is don't hide it. Don't be secretive about it. Tell as many people. Do not be afraid that people are going to steal your ideas. Tell as many people as you can because they are all going to become uh, disciples. They will share your story. They will market. And for women that are out there and, and looking to start a career, uh, you know, learn financial planning, make your, you know, allow yourself to become educated because, you know, with the number of people that are going to be and continue to retire and continue to need this information, uh, it's definitely a growing uh, segment of careers, if not one of the the top careers to to look into. And, you know, today it's so easy to spread the word and, and get your information out there with Facebook and LinkedIn, everything being online. You really can reach hundreds and hundreds of people at one time. Absolutely. Things can go viral in minutes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have a handle on the money matters and you're looking to start a new business, that's going to make everything else um, a lot easier. Absolutely. And there's a lot of organizations, especially the Small Business Association, that is really willing to help and train and educate uh, and even invest time and money into women business owners. I mean, there really is a lot of niches and grants and you know, so I suggest if uh, if a woman is interested in starting a business, go to the SBA.gov, and that's probably one of the best places to go. Yeah, there's so much support. Any any woman looking to start a business is not going to be doing it alone. There's there's just multiple women's organizations that are always looking to help and kind of you know see how they can mutually work together. It's endless. Absolutely. Um, I'd love for you to give 
all of your information, your your website, your contact information. I know there's women listening that are going to want to be in touch with you to find out how they can participate in a workshop. Okay, great. Uh, the best way to get workshop dates and upcoming upcoming event information is go to our website at www.wisewomenworkshop.com. Dot com and that's women with an e wisewomenworkshop.com uh, you can always feel feel free to call me directly at any time with any questions at area code 267 699-9701 again 267-699-9701 and are there any events coming up specifically that someone could attend or do they need to uh, you know to go onto your website and, and schedule something uh, they can definitely go on the website under our events section to schedule our next workshop is going to be January 11th in Ardmore at 10 a.m. and where is that that is on Coulter Avenue 123 Coulter Avenue in Ardmore okay that's great yeah. Patty, it was so great to have you in here today. Oh. I really think the the, the show was um, really informative, and I hope that lots of women are listening out there and take advantage of <coughs> this free workshop um, that Patty is offering. So again, um, we're just wrapping up with Patricia Nelson, founder of the Wise Woman Workshop and also vice president of insurance at the Scharf Group. And if you are listening and uh, you would like to come on to the show to share with us what your business is doing, I would love to talk to you. So please feel free to call me at 215-313-5561 or send me an email to srocco233 at gmail. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stand up and I'm searching. For the better part of me If you're a baseball family, one way you and your kids can make a difference is to get involved with Pitch In for Baseball. This local organization collects and redistributes new and gently used equipment to kids and communities in need. This spring, Pitch In for Baseball will be helping dozens of leagues who lost everything due to Hurricane Sandy. Please go to pitchinforbaseball.org, P-I-T-C-H-I-N for baseball.org and let your equipment play extra innings.